Hey everybody, welcome to On Podcast, the On Microsoft Podcast, the only podcast for On Microsoft. <laughs> so again, if you're looking for some other type of podcast, uh, you're out of luck. Uh, I am Kareem Anderson, your co-host tonight, and uh, I'm joined with the world's greatest co-host. Arif Bacchus. Yeah, and we're here to talk about uh, a crowd favorite, Windows 10. <laughs> yeah. Windows 10 heavy podcast, and uh, so we'll, we'll just jump straight into what we're going to be talking about aside from that. So um, if you were paying attention this week and you follow Walking Cat on Twitter, who is one of the most notorious Microsoft leakers, he had a tweet that said, the new Windows is coming soon. So we will talk about the new Windows coming soon as our first topic. And if you play Xbox, uh, you might have noticed that you're... Well, if if you don't play Xbox, that's basically what this story is. Yeah, Xbox Live went down for like six hours, which is like the longest time Xbox Live has gone down in a while. So yeah. we'll get you up to speed on what you might have missed if you if you missed Xbox Live going down. Yeah, and then followed that up with some uh, hardware news. You know, aside from Windows, we know you guys love hardware. I love hardware. Airflow's hardware. So we're going to be talking about Surface Laptop 4 uh, predictions. Uh, we had some rumors come out uh, about some AMD work that Microsoft's doing. So we'll jump right into that and see kind of how that dovetails into their own maybe eventual um, chip that they create their own, you know, create their own chipset. And then let's not forget that Microsoft is all about the cloud now, and they launched three new Microsoft clouds, and they also have a new website creation service, which we'll, we want to get talking about. Yeah, as a marketer, this is uh, very interesting, so I'm, I'm going to ramble on about this one as well, because like, <laughs> it, it seems like a really cool idea, so we'll get into that. And then uh, we get to do uh, our favorite section, which is our specialty for this website. The week ahead. Yes, the week ahead. What do we got for the week ahead? Uh, we have Microsoft Ignite 2021 coming up. So we'll give you a look at what we expect to be some emerging topics out of Microsoft Ignite. And then also, there every it seems like every week now, there's always something to say about Teams. And we could have a podcast just about Microsoft Teams. But um, we'll just recap some of the Teams things that we heard this week. And then also, we have an update on our giveaway and a preview of an upcoming review of another Aki product. And you have something you want to talk about, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, I got gifted some uh, dongles, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, some USB peripherals that uh, I'm going to be attaching to my Surface Pro or some other devices. So uh, I'll I'll show those, you know, once we get to that section. But if you're out there looking for ways to attach so many different things to your new, you know, uh, mobile workstation, we might have something for you. And with that being said, uh, we will be jumping straight into our first topic, Windows 10 X. So let me get my hat on and get my hat yeah. ready because it's a, it's a big <laughs> moment for us to be talking about Windows 10 X once more. Yeah, so uh, let's just kind of get into it. Um, as uh, our kind of mentioned that uh, we in the journal industry uh, in the tech industry journalists and tech industry were all about a tizzy at the end of uh, last week because of a series of tweets uh one starting with uh from the walking cat where he had mentioned that the new windows was coming uh he eventually clarified that a little bit but before he had a chance to uh kind of took off with other journalists such as um uh, zach bowden over at uh, window central um i believe Rich brad Woods sams, kind of brad brad sams, sams was in there too yeah. 
yeah, a lot of people were going on this. And I don't think any of them are necessarily wrong. I just, um, you know, I think, you know, what we're about to get into is about the messaging of this. But anyway, the gist of it is, is that when Windows 10X, the new Windows, quote unquote, could be here as early as next month, I believe it is. Uh, is that what they're saying? Yeah, he was saying that the new Windows is coming next month, but he wasn't saying what the new Windows is. But if you follow uh, Daniel Rubino on Twitter, he quoted Walking's Cat tweet, and then he mentioned that this is uh, Sun Valley. This is not Sun Valley. This is Windows 10X, which led me into believing that, oh, maybe Walking Cat has some seen some marketing information or seen something that's leading him to believe that, hey, maybe Microsoft might be talking about Windows 10X next month. But like you said, he clarified himself, which uh, I'll let you get into his clarifications. Yeah, uh, he eventually said, um, I believe in quote, uh, but maybe not next month, meaning that <laughs> the new Windows 10, he still references as the new the new Windows, which is, um, you know, we might be pouring over the tea leaves a little bit too much as journalists, you know, just because we're bored in quarantine and want to exam, over-examine <laughs> everything. But uh, there's, there's something to be said about using the term the new Windows, especially when you're marketing uh, Windows 10X. Uh, you know, they didn't do this for Windows 10S as a new Windows. They just kind of said it's a version of Windows. Um, and as we know, architecturally speaking, Windows 10X is not like Windows 10. Um, it's a thinner, lighter version of Windows uh, or thinner, lighter version of the operating system of Windows. It keeps some of the uh, visuals that we all know, but it's basically, you know, uh, kind of like Chrome OS where it's built uh, cloud first. Um, a very thin client, so uh, saying the new Windows for marketing material, as you're alluding to, um, is interesting. Um, but again, he still kept with the new Windows, just not next month. So um, I'm always saying, and this is from my own rant, that again, we haven't seen <laughs> anything about Windows 10X. Microsoft hasn't even officially acknowledged it, aside from saying that it was postponed uh, and shift it from dual screens to a single screen. And that was a year, a year and a half ago, almost, at yeah. this point. Um, so for them to, you know, be within a month or two or maybe three of releasing it, and we've tested nothing about it, I know it's seen anything about it, it's very interesting. Uh, this is kind of where I got into back and forth with everybody in our own chat. Uh, I'll let you jump in with your thoughts on it real quick. Uh, like I was saying, I know uh, everyone is, hyping up Windows 10X. We have a lot of naysayers who who just think it's, oh, Microsoft copying Chrome OS because it strips out the 32-bit apps and it's only web only. <laughs> <laughs> also, Laurent too, he's like, oh, Chrome OS, uh, Microsoft is just copying Chrome OS. But anyway, it's still something that's pretty exciting because usually when Microsoft doesn't like to talk about something, it's something that that's hype that's going to be big. So I believe that their silence means that it's probably going to evolve into something a lot bigger than what they're saying it's going to be. Because usually silence equates to, oh, we're working on it to perfect it and to make it great again or to make it better. Yeah, well, I mean, again, we'll just get a little more details. Previously, previous reports suggested the first uh, Windows 10X coming this year at some point, you know, if it's uh, this spring or early fall, uh, we won't be able to launch legacy Win32 Win apps natively, uh, though it might support it, uh, you know, in some follow-up versions at a later date. Um, the other thing, and I believe this is where I kind of got a little 
confused by um, Zach, who's kind of been one of our big champions of Windows 10X in the industry. And he kind of clarified that, um, you know, when we were all thinking, like, oh, this is going to be the new cool consumer one, consumer operating system, they're going to throw on a, a go-to or, you know, something, um, you know, more future-friendly and forward-facing for consumers. He came out and, you know, kind of nixed that by saying this is going to be commercial-based uh, and it's going to be given to education, uh, at least right off the bat. Um, and now that um, they're saying it's going to be in a month or two, it seems kind of odd for the timing, right. you know, let alone, um, I mean, I guess you got to get ready for it for the summer. And it's it always seemed weird that Microsoft released the operating system in like October, November after school started. So maybe they're changing the cycle on this and getting people ready for it. But um, right off the bat, this isn't going to be marketed to you or me. This is going to be marketed to schools and businesses. So I, I wonder how they're going to use this new Windows when people want old Windows, but better. <laughs> they're so quiet about it and everything we know about it. It's just rumors or stuff that we're hearing through sources, unofficial sources. Like they're hot, really hush hush about it, which is very unusual for Microsoft when it comes to Windows. Yeah, well, I um, I had a chance to play with the X1 Fold, and I oh, you guys, that review should be first thing this week coming up. Uh, and that screen, that thing screams Windows 10X, and not because um, I think Windows 10X is going to be great on it. It's just the way that that device was designed, Windows 10 in its current state is doing it a disservice. Uh, the hardware on that thing is really awesome, but it is a touch first kind of operating system, despite it being that odd form factor. And so with the way that Windows 10X is evolving, you know, where they're saying, oh, we're pulling back from dual screens, we're going to, you know, because again, the Fold is a foldable screen that has preferably two ways you can play with it or interact with it. Um, we're going to single screen uh, is a big step back. Uh, you know, all these devices that were supposed to come out with it, even Microsoft's, Microsoft's own Neo, um, it just seems like they're all over the place with where they want to position this, although we know that they would have an emphasis on Chrome OS. Again, I've constantly said, and I believe you said this last week with Richard, um, or I guess last week, that Windows 10 S should be their Chrome OS equivalent. Like, you know, just um the out of out of box experience Windows 10 is getting really good it's getting really refined um and i believe that you know is a big step towards you know having people feel like this is with, like chrome even if you know even if there's a bunch of legacy windows stuff underneath the feel of it is very chrome like uh, especially now that i'm testing a chromebook um, so i think with a few tweaks windows 10s would have been ready for for this windows 10x on the other hand big question mark um we don't they're not getting legacy app support we don't know what the um, virtualization is going to be like it's just all of this to say like oh we're going to put this out and people are just going to suck this up and, and start using it for education uh i'm not big <laughs> on this i'm still very very uh bearish on this whole thing maybe they've been quiet on purpose to just gather all of our feedback and like release like a brand new surface designed for just windows 10x you never know that would be ideal. I just again, I um, I I'm optimistic because you know I like playing with new things. But again, I don't even think I'm gonna get a chance to play with it. They're gonna hand it off to, you know, someone at a school like an IT <laughs> admin and be like, here, try flipping this on and see if it works for you guys. And then we'll be testing it in, you know, 
letterboxes on our own, you know, regular <laughs> laptops, you know, wishing for what could be. And a virtual machine like they leaked the build from a couple of weeks ago. Exactly. And, it, and that thing was, what, over a year old, too. Like, we haven't seen any real development on it. Like, it, it's one thing to be like, okay, well, um, you guys, insiders, are, it's going to take us a long time to get it to you. But they gave us a build that was almost, I felt like it was a year old. There wasn't any new features to it. It was just an easier way to get it on your device. So what have they been doing with Windows 10X in the last 365 days? It doesn't seem like very much. And there could be a lot more to be done. I mean, you got to play with it, you know, more than I did. So what are your notes on changing it or fixing it? It did seem a lot like just a, a port of the dual screen version. Like you said, I didn't see anything major change in between. It's just like they copied it and then they pasted it to cater it for single screen devices. I, I just hope that with time that they've been tweaking it behind the scenes in one of their labs or one of their studios and have people who have a device with it and are catering to feedback because you know when it does launch people are just gonna slam them so hard and be ready with their with their feedback windows 10x is another failure yeah exactly <laughs> it's just uh it's it's pretty crazy i um you know i think we're beating a dead horse with this all we know at least you know at the end of this to surmise all this is that uh, Windows 10X will, is presumably coming uh, this year, uh, early in the year, uh, sounds like, if we're getting rumors, even if the rumors are getting pushed back from, you know, the next week or so, from March to April or May, it's still relatively early in 2021 to start getting this. So, you know, if they're delayed and we don't get it till fall, it's still an operating system that we haven't seen in almost two years about to be released. So, you know, keep your eyes out for it uh, as insiders. Hopefully we'll at least start to see what we're going to talk about our next thing is which is windows uh a little bit of windows uh sun valley like that's again not to be confused these are two different things that are going on in the windows world um and sun valley is the one i'm actually more excited for um because again i think windows 10x is going to come on new devices that i'm probably not getting a chance to play with but sun valley should be coming to all of us with this you know new design we're starting like i said we see it in some apps and um i believe that's going to push Windows adoption even further than Windows 10X, at least right off the bat. You mentioned in just now that um, Windows 10X is something that we've not seen or something that we're not seeing. You know, it's something that we have not seen in a while is Xbox Live going down. Oh, <laughs> oh man, I'll let you run with this one for a second because I have to gather my thoughts on you know, I'm normally kind of the guy that's like, chill, everybody, chill. You know, usually this gets resolved within an hour, maybe two, but I don't know what happened. Yeah, a lot of people um, were quick to publish posts saying that Xbox Live is down. But this happens a lot, especially earlier on in the year when the pandemic first started. Their servers had a little bit of downtime on and off and there was a lag. But this week, uh, last Thursday, Xbox Live was down for six hours from 3 p.m. Eastern all the way up until 9.30 p.m. Eastern. And a lot of people on Twitter were furious with Microsoft because they weren't able to sign in, they weren't able to play games, they weren't able to chat with their friends. And Microsoft was pretty quiet about it. And they had, uh, of course, they have the Xbox status page where they were pointing people to go check for updates. And that page mentioned that there were core outages impacting account and profile, store and subscriptions, multiplayer and gaming, 
and cloud gaming. So it was a pretty huge outage that's not just impacting one core area of Xbox Live. It was big, 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 big. And a lot of us Microsoft Microsoft T's, as we like to call ourselves, were wondering what what why is Xbox taking so Xbox Live down for so long? Could have been a hack, could have been denial of service. And even now it's Sunday as we're filming this podcast. And I believe Microsoft has not said much about why this happened. Uh, there were other people, uh, you know, everyone just kind of had their own take on what was going on, why it was, you know, uh, down for so long. Uh, I think, believe there were a handful of people who were threatening to buy a PlayStation 5, like they could have gotten one in the time it was going to get fixed. But <laughs> um, yeah, this is this is major. Um, and in the shadow of xCloud coming, um, you you don't want to have issues like this springing up uh, constantly. You, you know, this will put into question how well you can run your cloud service if your current service, which is pretty stable, pretty uh, pretty foundational, is starting to go down with stuff like this. Again, you know, we'll hopefully Microsoft will have some words for us in the coming week or two, uh, kind of explaining what the outage was. Maybe they bought some servers from Amazon and that stuff went down. To, who knows? <laughs> But uh, yeah, uh, for those of you, it should be back up. So you guys should be gaming as normal for the weekend. Uh, but we'll see if we have some follow-up from the guys at the Xbox teams about what went down. And now I'll let you get into our third topic because you're always so big about Surface. So now it's time to yeah. put you in the spotlight with some rumors about a AMD version of a possible Surface Laptop 4. Yeah, I've been big on Surface Laptop uh, ever since I bought one off of you. And uh, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've been big on it before, but I've actually got a chance to really dig and use them more than just a review device with this one. And I've also been big on AMD as of recent. Uh, I think they're doing some great things, especially with their uh, current Ryzen thing. So both of those things uh, in, intersect in this story where uh, it's rumored, and this is, I believe, uh, a follow-up from Geekbench listing that uh, there's a... Renoir. 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 No, I pronounce that. R E N O I R, however you pronounce it, whoever knows that, correct us. Um, that there's a device called that, and it's based on the uh, Z2 CPU and Vega GPU microarchitectures. Um, and so this laptop 4, if, if and when it does come out, could potentially have an AMD Ryzen 5 uh, listed in it. Um, at least as a minimum. I think they could be even higher than that. Um, but um, one thing that should be noted is that uh, AMD Ryzen 5s are already in Surface Laptops 3. So um, I believe others are, you know, not only ourselves, but others are saying that this could just be a placeholder for right now and that there will be some updated Ryzen chip that will be placed in the uh, Surface Laptop 4. And again, this isn't a far-fetched story. This isn't like, you know, we're throwing a bunch of grain of salt in uh, this because uh, Microsoft has already said that they're, going to continue working with uh, AMD uh, for future devices. They you know, have partnered long uh, with the Xbox Series X, uh, S, and Xbox One. So they they have some um, history with AMD, uh, and I think believe that they're going to be doing that. Um, we also believe uh, that they might be doing this for the Pros at some point, with the Pro 8 consumer version versus the Pro 7, which is just an Intel upgrade. Um, there's belief that you know we have more configurations uh to go with the pros as well that could include amd so uh again in this 
upgrade uh, with the Ryzen 5 uh, 3580U. Um, you're supposed to be getting a, a little bit more graphics uh, support. Uh, to, you know, just kind of push some of those pixels across the screen a little faster. But uh, again, and um, as far as my testing with AMD's chips as of like the last two years, they've again normally on average run cooler, quieter, uh, and tend to be less expensive. So we'll see, hopefully we'll see that translate. Uh, I know last year it didn't really. You, you bought an AMD and they were about the same price as an Intel, if not more for some reason. Maybe hopefully I Microsoft has gotten that pricing structure down. So you know, for those of us who are um, power users and need the Intel ones, you, you pay a little bit more for those, uh, and you get those. Uh, what is it, Iris XC graphics or whatever? Uh, and for those of you who are just, you know, um, average, I say, um, you know, YouTubers or videographers, things like that, you can go get yourself an AMD for you know maybe two or three or four hundred bucks less. Again, this whole thing is just based off of a Geekbench listing, which anyone could manipulate. A device Geekbench to make it think that this the like the device name that you see, and uh, we usually people pick up on this when they see companies testing a laptops before they're released. It, it's happened before in the past. It's happened with the Surface Pro Seven Plus, which we thought would have been the Surface Pro Eight. It appeared on Geekbench, and it also happened with the Surface Laptop Three when uh before it was released that also appeared on geekbench so there is a lot of reason to believe that that this amd surface laptop 4 is true but only the listing is kind of sketchy because it mentions the 3580u which is what's is already inside the surface laptop 3 but those other parts of the listing it mentions a a, a amd cpu with six cores and 12 threads, which is something that that the current Surface Laptop 3 does not have. So again, it's it's just speculation, and it seems like Microsoft is again teaming up with AMD on Surface Laptop 4, and I'm hyped for it because I tested the AMD Lenovo laptop before, and it ran circles around whatever Intel has, has going on right now. So there's a lot of reason to be excited, even if it's just a Geekbench listing. Yeah, like I said, um, it, it's, you know, the the uh, AMDs that I tested for Lenovo, you know, hardly the fan would come on. And like so if they can, you know, presumably still build these laptops, these service laptops as thin as they can, but just more quiet and, and cooler and, you know, get a squeeze a little bit more out of the uh, uh, integrated GPU, because I know AMDs, I personally, the ones I've tested, um, have had pretty good uh, integrated GPUs with them. Um, this is a win-win for all of us. So all we need now is for them to launch the Surface 4, I mean, the Surface Laptop 4 uh, this year. That's the other thing to, to keep in mind is that uh, Microsoft's uh, Surface lineup has always kind of been erratic as far as uh, when they do upgrades and when they release new devices, sometimes they'll release a new device and, you know, the beginning of summer and and then, you know, do it just an upgrade in the fall or whatever. So. Um, we're hoping, get our fingers crossed, that there will be a Surface 4 in 2021, but it could, you know, they could do what they're doing with the Surface uh, Pro 8 and, you know, launch this thing first quarter of 2022. So, who knows? There's a lot that's in the air, um, but it's presumably at some point they'll launch it. So, we covered Surface and we covered Xbox and we covered Windows 10X. 
Those are all fun stuff that everyone is here to hear about. So now let's get into the quote unquote boring cloud stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, keep listening, but you can you know get up and go get coffee or something like that. <laughs> keep, keep us in your ear. Um, Microsoft announced that it's launching um, three new Microsoft clouds. Um, and these clouds will be centered around, um, make sure I got this right, um, industry specific cloud offerings. So we'll have one for financial services, manufacturing and nonprofits, uh, three pretty big uh, areas. These industry clouds will be bundled together, uh, uh, will bundle together APIs and industry specific components of Microsoft's own services, such as Azure, uh, Dynamics 365, um, you know, kind of those backends. Uh, to make it easier for companies to, you know, kind of grow uh, their businesses. And this seems to be um, the big thing, uh, and I believe I wrote about this maybe two or three weeks ago, about the different approaches that Microsoft and, and Amazon are taking, despite them being in both in the cloud game um, and how Microsoft's winning in its own trajectory and not necessarily kind of, you know, the apples apples comparison everyone likes to make about AWS. Uh, which is, you know, a monster in its own right. But Microsoft is doing this templated um, approach to cloud. And I, I always compare it to, like, uh, someone, you know, who has a designer, who an artisanal designer to build their website and can kind of craft every bit of it and, you know, build it on Linux and come up with all these cool new uh, features for it that are very unique to it. Or go over to Squarespace. And I believe Microsoft is becoming the Squarespace of the cloud. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you know it's and there's a benefit to that you know there's a reason why Squarespace is a billion dollar multi-billion dollar company uh because they offer even though you know some most of this stuff is templated it offers people an easy way to get and get into the cloud and get going quicker so uh with these new clouds uh, you know you'll you won't necessarily need to have you know a, a cloud it dedicated person you can just say like i am in this business give me that cloud and I will take all of the features that come with it, which is kind of smart. They also have something about a new website creation service too, to take on Squarespace. Yeah, speaking of Squarespace and Wix and uh, WordPress even <laughs> for that matter, uh, Microsoft has created, uh, let me show you the writing down, the title down, the Digital Marketing Center. Um, and what this is, is uh, it's again, I wrote it as it's not a new idea coming from Microsoft. Uh, but it's a way to kind of uh, get people essentially using their market, their advertising platform, but uh, giving them uh, the tools to create a quick website. So if you're, you know, small business moving from Facebook as like your primary uh, way of interacting with your customers, or your clients, you can, you know, not only scale by going to uh, Azure, but Microsoft will give you the tools to basically plug and play all your information from Facebook into a dedicated website that will, you know, also have the backends for um, uh, e-commerce and uh, e you know um, shopping platforms, things like that. And what it does, and this is this is where I said that there's a baby switch, is that the tools are free, the website uh, uh, platform is free, like hosting on it is free, but you need to have these integrated with Microsoft Ads in order to get all of the the full breadth of metrics that you know that come with it, things that are. Um, for like your retention, your uh, customer growth, um, conversions and sales and leads and all that kind of stuff. These all tie into Microsoft Ads. And so with Microsoft still being, you know, the far distant number two in advertising, this is a quick way to kind of juice some of those numbers and get people who, you know, need a website, want to use the cloud um, and 
want, and like I said, as a marketer myself, want to spend less on their marketing budget because for the leads that you get in Google, um, you can probably get those similar leads for like three times less in Microsoft Ads just because the volume isn't there. So um, the other things that you'll be able to kind of include, you know, design-wise from this, or at least kind of tweak yourself, are headlines and descriptions on various pages, uh, call to action buttons, uh, you know, send an email, contact us, uh, you know, uh, support and things like that. Uh, you'll be able to create a cover image. You'll be able to obviously have a business summary, uh, be able to have integrated social posts. So you'll be able to post from your website or you can also, which is kind of cool, schedule posts uh, or content from your website to go out to your social media um, platform. So if you want to like, you know, post once on there and send it out to Facebook or Twitter, you'll be able to do that. You'll be able to bring in reviews. I'm not sure if you'll be able to bring in Google reviews, probably not. <laughs> But you'll also be able to carry uh, or uh, keep up a gallery of images. Uh, if you're, you know, if you're like a restaurant, you want to show off your menu, or if you're a clothing store, you want to see your inventory. Uh, business contact to social links. So again, basically anything that you could have created for a WordPress site, you'll be able to kind of manipulate here. Um, I got a chance to play around with some of the templates. They're very basic. Um, I'm sure if you uh, reached out to Microsoft for one of their support guys, you can kind of walk through edging some of the design. But again, these are for people who don't have the time or don't have the budget for uh, a designer uh, or at least for a full time marketing agency. This is really a cool, quick way to kind of get up and going. It's not designed for people like you and me, like the average fanboy, right? Uh, well, it depends. It, I, to be honest with you, it could be, especially if you don't have the time. Like, you know, you and I are busy uh, mostly creating content versus like, you know, ingesting content and uh, and designing. So if we just need to, you know, for like maybe this podcast itself and just, you know, thankfully Kip's done an amazing job. But if we didn't have a Kip uh, or if nobody has that and you're just kind of a uh, a single blogger, this actually could be great for you because not only would you... Uh, have access to Microsoft ads, you'll be able, within Microsoft ads, you have also have access to LinkedIn uh, contacts through Microsoft ads. So you'll be able to network while you're also kind of um, basically building up your profile and you won't have to worry about, oh, let me make sure I have this like gradient effect on my, you know, um, <laughs> on my cover page or that, you know, I have a, uh, what's the, the effect that you have when you kind of scroll over something at Apple uses hover, it the hover the hover effect that's I forget what, yeah there's a term for it again I'm not a designer so this might be great <laughs> for me uh, but yeah it's uh it'll be great for stuff like that just make sure that you can get your content which you probably have mounds up put it somewhere have it look professional and then have it networked everywhere so this is you know a good it could be great for you a person like you or myself and with that said, uh, that is our last topic, which means it's time for our traditional week ahead segment. Yeah, I'll let you run off with this one. I'll let you start. Yeah, uh, we're, we're going to be talking about Microsoft Ignite next week a lot, which it runs from March 4th to March 6th. So for you guys who aren't familiar with Ignite, it's their annual developer and IT professional event. So we were warning you ahead of time, stay tuned to On Microsoft next week. For a lot of news coming out of Ignite, you can expect for Microsoft to talk about Teams, Azure, uh, probably even some developer news for Windows. But um, I saw Alex Kipman, who run, who created HoloLens and the, who's the visionary behind HoloLens. 
he tweeted about how you'd be able to join the opening keynote with Satya Nadella in mixed reality, which is pretty cool. So I'm thinking, hey, maybe they might have have something to say about the future of mixed reality, even if it's just for work and it's not for consumer. Keep an eye out. Maybe they have some mixed reality news for us. Yeah, it's a. Uh, you don't. You have your your uh, mixed reality headset. Samsung. Right? Yep. Yep. Samsung's mixed reality headset. So uh, it'll be interesting to see Nadella up close, I guess, uh, or in three <laughs> dimensions, and have him talk about machine learning and, and AI once again. Um, again, we talked last week with uh, our, I guess, Richard about uh, Ignite and how I believe that they're starting to, at least from based on um, the. Uh, the session breakouts that they are starting to separate uh, Ignite into more uh, uh, cloud and commercial versus what they used to kind of have as not a mix, but at least a 60-40 uh, blend of uh, Windows and, and how to kind of get to the cloud. Now it seems like they, you know, released with these digital platforms and and uh, and being able to kind of uh, hone in on their audience or say they're cutting out some of those uh, platform jumpers and just saying this is the cloud if you're already working in it this is these are the tools these are the sessions these are the notes that you'll need uh, going forward uh doesn't mean that they won't necessarily have uh, another one that is uh, again more consumer-ish or at least front-facing um client-facing um or they may just you know bundle this into build and, and you know kind of figure out a way to delineate these two because again when we used to do in person they kind of had to have a big um, net to catch everything and kind of yep. do that. But now that they're breaking out digitally and they're going to be planning to do these throughout the year, they can say, hey, this is for um, the AI cloud guy. This is for the machine learning cloud guy. This is for the powers BI cloud guy. Uh, and they can do those per month. Of course, you could visit the um, Ignite 2021 website and sign up. It's free. All you need is a Microsoft account. And then you could build your own schedule and view all of these sessions right from the comfort of your own home, like Richard was talking about last week. Uh, we did some of the math for you, and there are 10 different sessions about uh, window, about mixed reality. There are 16 sessions which relate to Windows, and Panos Panay, who heads the Windows team, he's holding a special fireside chat on recent Windows innovations for commercial consumers. That is on March 2nd at 10.32 a.m. to 1.46 a.m. Eastern time. So keep a, keep tuned for that. And then there are also sessions about Teams, Viva, and Edge. I counted about 86 sessions which mention Microsoft Teams and three about Edge and seven different sessions about Viva. So if, you're, if you love Microsoft 365, Ignite is something that you do not want to miss. Yeah, and before we do our segue into the next section, which I just probably stomped all over, I want to kind of step back and say that uh, keep an eye on the panels one because uh, the the wording of his fireside chat has me believe that this will actually be uh, beneficial for anybody who's got any predictions about Windows 10X because, as we mentioned at the top of the pod, um, this is Microsoft, at least from what all indications are, are showing, that they're intending this to be a commercial play Windows 10X. So, He's, he's talking about innovations and he's talking about uh, all the things that have come to Windows. I'm sure he's going to say this is how they've all led to but, 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 whatever. Windows the new Windows. The, the new, new Windows. Windows. Yeah, they might <laughs> even call it Windows 10X. So the new Windows. So again, keep that particular fireside chat marked in your calendar uh, once you register. 
And that means uh, now it's time. We mentioned teams at Ignite, but teams, uh, there was a lot of new stuff this week. Um, I'll have the links in the comments so you could check it out. So we're just here to quickly speed through some new teams things this week. First of all, uh, meetings will prioritize participants who have video feeds. That's one change. So Another are you change hiding? All of you turning your cameras up and hiding? Can't do that anymore, <laughs> at least not if you want to be recognized. And then another change, uh, tasks in Planner and Microsoft Teams are getting support for 25 labels and colors. So now you'll be able, your manager will be able to color your tasks and make them all red and make sure that you're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're still on, on your flows. And then third up, uh, Microsoft Teams will soon let users sit, share their Meet Now links without starting a meeting, which is That's important. Huge which is important for getting more people into using Teams. Yeah, we, we had kind of in our own Teams chat, ironically, uh, for our publication, talked about how big this is and how this is something that's coming out almost to the date uh, a year late. Um, when Zoom kind of took off and became a household name, it was, I would say, on the back of this ability. Uh, I know that they added it in Skype relatively quickly, like I would say right before the summer hit, but it's Skype. Come on, to be honest, no one's <laughs> Skype was a distant third uh, in the conversation during the height of the pandemic. So I'm glad they're adding this. I just want to make sure everyone noted that this is almost a year late. So in all of the mindshare, not market share, but mindshare that uh, Zoom has, a lot of it because of this. So hopefully they can get some of this back with this, this feature in particular. And then um, who doesn't love reacting to messages in Teams? Uh, currently, there are only six generic ways that you could re respond to stuff. I, I think it's surprised, love, sad, or hangry, or happy, or whatever. Yeah. Six, six emojis. Well, uh, soon, Microsoft is adding a range of new emojis to Teams. Um, they're also planning custom emojis and emoji reactions, but that is still under review. So yeah, that's a look at some of the new things coming for Teams this week and in the week ahead. And now um, time to get to the fun stuff, which is uh, reviews and hardware and dongles. Uh, you Yeah, I will start off our review section about next week is with a company called uh, Juiced, who sent uh, us, me in particular, uh, tons of dongles to try with the uh, Surface Pro 7 Plus that I am uh, reviewing right now, and it came right in time. This one is a looks to be a regular Quad HUV USB-C 3.2 uh, dongle, which has two USB-As and two USB-Cs, uh, connects through a USB-C as well. Um, I also got the more uh, specific uh, Surface Pro dongles, um, this one has, I believe, an Ethernet uh, hookup for it. So for those of you in the office um, that need that, uh, or you know, that are hardwired in, uh, you'll be able to connect that. And then I got the, I believe, the one I'm probably going to be using the most, uh, which is the optics adapter. Um, and it says it's designed for Surface Pro 6, but because uh, these two were very uh, similarly made, uh, it should work for the Surface Pro 7. Uh, and this one has uh, your... Uh, card reader, USB-A, USB-C, uh, two USB-As, I believe, and an HDMI as well. Um, so uh, again, this one, I believe I'll be testing out. Um, and I'll be having my Surface Pro uh, 7 review uh, should be out, I believe, at the end of next week as well. Uh, so those are all the things I got. Um, what do you got for us? 
That's not all. Um, we tweeted about this a couple of uh, days ago, but Aki is still running their special giveaway with us where you could win one of their EPT31 earbuds. So be sure to join our giveaway. We have a couple entries right now. Uh, we'll announce the winner live on the show next week. So keep tuned and, and stay and be sure to enter our giveaway. And I'm also reviewing another one of their earbuds. They're, you probably saw me tweeting about it. They're EPN7 wireless earbuds, which come in a little cute case, and they're a lot like AirPods, and they have noise cancellation, and they're they're water-resistant and sweat-resistant. It's pretty awesome. So be sure to stay tuned for that review next week, too. Yeah, and like I mentioned, I have my uh, Chromebook uh, first impressions coming out, and uh, in the light of all of our Windows Tanks conversations, I'm going to be judging this uh, as harshly as I can uh, <laughs> because it's Chrome OS. But uh, so far, it's actually been a pleasure to use. So um, we'll see if Windows 10X can compete. And uh, also, we want to tease that we have a special guest coming on our show next week. Um, you probably, you guys probably seen Maurice Gonzalez. He's one of our writers. So he'll be joining us on the show next week. And we'll be talking about, as usual, Windows 10, Windows 10, Windows 10X, uh, developing and stuff that developers use. So be sure to stay tuned to us next week. Yeah, if you're a developer and want some uh, inside information, some of the workings and outs, or the pitfalls of developing, that should be a good pod. And that about does it. We're all, all out of things to talk about this week. So I'll let you do our traditional outro. Yeah, uh, again, I am at Minehead1 at Twitter, uh, the only Minehead. Don't follow the other Minehead <laughs> or anyone subsequently. Uh, and you are? A back germ. Yeah, uh, we would, again, appreciate all forms of communication because, again, we're all always searching for uh, new ideas, new thoughts, uh, follow-ups as well because, again, we probably make tons of mistakes on here. Uh, and we would love to, you know, eventually have some of you guys join the pod. So, uh, you can reach uh, reach out to us uh, from the website uh, from onmicrosoft.com, or you can reach out to us via our Twitter handles, and uh, we'd love to hear what you have to say. Yeah, thanks for watching, everyone, and see you again, same place, same time. Have a great week. Stay safe, wear a mask, and hopefully we're almost at the end of this. <laughs> yep. Take care.